everybody. It's Francesca and Lauren. And we are the Polite, Polite Bitches. <laughs> Welcome to episode three. <laughs> We're here. We made it. How are we doing today, Lauren? What's up? I'm pretty good. One of my coworkers comes into my classroom every day and he like preaches to me. Like he talks to me about his religion. Oh. Yeah, he's been doing it, like, maybe not every day, like, once a week or once every two weeks since the beginning of the school year, inviting me to go to church with him and stuff, and I've just been like, no thanks. Like, I haven't said anything about it because he's a nice guy, like, he has good intentions. Today he came in, started talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, and then started making these comments about how gay people and trans people are going to hell. Yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm an atheist. He was like, oh, okay. And then I felt kind of bad telling him that. That's the polite bitch thing is like, we can't talk about this anymore. But then I feel bad. Maybe it made him feel dumb that he's been talking about it with me, thinking we have this common interest or something. Why would he think that to begin with? I don't know. That's so weird. Because I tolerate it, I guess. Because um, I, when he comes in and talks, polite. I'm just like, I'm nodding and I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Abraham. Bible. I yes. know. <laughs> Bible. <laughs> I mean, I know about Christianity because yeah. I grew up you, with it. Yeah. But anyways, so I felt kind of bad about that. Seems like a polite bitch thing. Polite or bitchy. Or yeah. both. Polite or bitchy. You what do you guys us. think? Yeah. DM us. Should I have told my coworker up top that I don't want to talk about religion, which is not appropriate in the workplace anyways? For sure. Preach, sister. Or was I right to tolerate it until he started saying hateful things? Right. Where's like, the line? Where's the line? Where's the line? Yeah, I don't know. I agree. Okay, so on to our next segment, which is talking about last week's episode. We asked you guys about your future faking experiences. We got a lot of, oh, this happens a lot. It always makes me upset. Like, really? I get like, my hopes up, all of this stuff. Yeah. And then we got one really good one where an LA guy, of course, he's from LA. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> called me wifey when I tried breaking up with him. So he's like trying to get his hooks back in by like, oh, no, you're my wifey. Ew. And he kept trying to have her meet him in Vegas. I don't like that. What is up with guys wanting you to? meet them in other cities that happened to me once i met this Mm -hmm. guy on tinder or hinge i can't remember who is from the uk Mm -hmm. this is when i just moved to san francisco so he was like new in san francisco too and he was like super excited to be in the united states Uh and he had to go to la for work for a couple weeks Mm -hmm. and he wanted me to go to la and i was like no i'm not gonna go to la i've met you once (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm not driving to L.A. And he was like, why not? Isn't isn't it super normal for Californians to just, like, drive super long distances from San Francisco to L.A.? No, you psychopath. And I was we like, stay in our one city. <laughs> but also, no, like, maybe we drive a little bit more than yeah. people in the U.K., but I'm not willing to spend the money to drive to you. He didn't even offer to pay to take me there or yeah. split the cost. You know what I mean? Wait, he was in L.A. or S.F.? He lived in S.F., uh-huh. but... He had to go to L.A. for work, and he was, I think, like, two months. Okay. So So he wanted you to come down to hang out. Yeah. And hook up. Actually, oh, my God. This was such a weird thing that happened. Yeah. He (laughs) kept on, like, 
he, he, I felt like he was harassing me, texting me like on the daily and being like, I don't understand why you don't want to come to LA. Like he was getting mad about it. And I was like, there's a lot of stuff to do in San Francisco when you get back. There's lots of bars and museums and like, there's a, it's a cool scene here. We can just do something here. And he got like super pissed off. He was like, fine, I guess you don't want to have fun or go on adventures. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I would do that here in SF, but also with your current attitude, I'm out. Finger guns. Finger back guns. away. So I texted him and I broke it off. And mm-hmm. then, and he would like. You broke it off after. Like. You broke it off. Yeah. I and like. it's what a one date is. Yeah. After like <laughs> weeks of him like texting me and getting upset about it. And then he, he was like all pissy when I did that. You know, he like wouldn't accept that I didn't want to see him anymore. And then out of the blue, he just texted me like six months later and was, hey, I'm back in town. And I was like, I don't want to see you. What the feel like it's a red flag if a guy tries to get you to go out of town with him. We are going to introduce a new segment about fashion faux pas for men. We got a lot of really good feedback of guys who are listening to our podcast and wanting to know other things that we look at when we're going out on dates. So do you have any, like, what are you going to add? Okay, so my next one, and this comes from dating several guys. It is velcro wallets okay i don't feel like we should have to say that <laughs> like, like if, if we're on a date and i hear <laughs> like, i'm gonna lose my shit I, yeah. and each time like that would be like the first gift i give them would be like a nice leather wallet i don't feel like we should have to say that you shouldn't use velcro wallets anymore past right. the age of eight like right. that's inappropriate I mean, high school maybe okay so yeah. adding on to that wallets made out of duct tape <laughs> No! You guys, it's not cool anymore. It's not cool anymore. Yeah. It hasn't been cool since the since 90s. Since, like, ninth grade. Yeah. Or the 90s. Yeah. I don't know. Sixth grade, ninth grade. It's not cool now. That's yeah. all you need no to know. No more duct tape wallets. No more, like, leather. Yeah. Just stick to the leather. Yeah. yeah so what what do you like for a wallet? kind of recently went on a couple of dates with a guy. He's an architect. Pretty good looking. Oh, is that- this the one that's a single dad? Yeah, single okay. dad. Yeah, I should preface it with saying that he's a bartender slash architect. The well, architect first, bartender like a couple times a month. Gotcha. So, and what I was really impressed with on our first date was that he just, you know, pulled out a huge pile of cash and like just got a love tending bar. <laughs> yeah, all so, them like, tips. He has all of this cash and he just like throws the money down. You know, like. I didn't even, like, I hardly even saw the check. I thought that was really nice. And he just picked it right up. Yeah, and then I think the second date we went on, he, like, things that has just the cards. It's literally just the part of the wallet where you put your credit cards in. Oh, okay. So it was just, like, really quick for him to, like, pull out money. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. He's just, like, throwing it down. And then, there you, go. you know. We wanted to talk about being badass independent bitches and some wonderful women that we look up to. Yeah. What makes a badass bitch? Why are we trying to be badass bitches? I mean, it's obvious we are badass bitches. But most importantly, we want to talk about the women and people who have gotten us here. My number one badass bitch, and everyone who knows me at all knows it's my mom. I love my mom so much. She was a single mom with four kids. She went back to school, got her bachelor's after having four kids, and basically starting with nothing except for us, a bike, and 
that was pretty much it. We didn't have anything when we left my dad. She made it all work, you know? Like, it wasn't easy. We never had enough money or anything like that. We always had food. We always we always had so much fun. I cannot like, imagine being a single mom to four kids and going to school. That right. sounds like... Right. superhuman. By the time she was my age currently, she had already had four kids and had gone through school again. That's insane. And it's just, yeah, it's super crazy to me. She has a black belt and I guess... What? Yeah. She, she has, has a black belt yeah, too? She went and got a black belt. She was going to school in the day in the dojo at night? <laughs> Damn. Uh, the black belt came later. Okay. That was after she got her master's degree. So she was like, okay, I got my bachelor's, I got my master's, what's next? Now it's time for my black belt. <laughs> Let me go kick some 20-year-old men in the that balls. That is the natural progression <laughs> of education. Like, that is the most, that makes the most sense to me out of okay. anything I've heard. Lauren, I have to get my yeah, black belt. Yeah, I was about to say, when are you getting your black belt? I just belt? got my master's this year, so okay. you know what, black belt's next. Yep, black belt time for you. Cool. So what martial arts are you getting it in? Um, Yoga. <laughs> So I'll give you Tai Chi. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> so this past weekend, we went out. Yeah, we had a good time. We did socially distanced drinks, I guess. I don't know. Whatever they're allowing these days outside. And yeah. So. And we had a really good time. Some people were dancing. That was interesting. Some people were dancing. They were very drunk people. They were very drunk people at the bar. We live in a college town. Yeah, we we were judging them. From the I bar. felt too old to be I there. I felt very old. Yeah, there were cute little girls with their cute little birthday. I'm turning 22. They make them wear these signs. Like sashes. And usually, like, they have, like, a little scavenger hunt that they have to fulfill. I don't know. I thought it was cute. That sounds fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, let's do it for May 34. Okay, cool. Just kidding. We're not doing that. <laughs> okay, so is that... A do I, is that, like, should I plan it? No. Okay. <laughs> is that what you're trying to do right now? No. I'll put together a scavenger hunt. No, I won't. I'm winking I'm really winking, hard. Winking. No, don't do that. We're going to keep it low key because I'm going to surgery a couple days later. Sounds like we should go high key, but okay. Um, <laughs> well, maybe we should. But also that was the night I was thinking of doing the Britney party. That's true. I, it would be cool to be Britney. All right, back to badass bitches we love. Speaking of Britney, she's pretty cool. Yeah, Britney, if you watch the Save Britney documentary, she went through a lot. She's been through a lot, yeah. And to see kind of the grace under all of the pressure that she held and no one gave her credit for for so many years is really astounding. I've always... I haven't always loved Britney Spears. I used to be super religious and thought, you know, she was really skanky. But when I got out of that and started reacquainting myself with pop music, I definitely was like, this is my bitch. I love her. Circus came out. I was sold. I love that album. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. As a society, we went through several years where we were extremely judgmental of women mm -hmm. in the entertainment industry. And like Britney was written off as like some psycho because she was going through some legitimate issues mm -hmm. and she dealt with them in a way that people who would privately have to deal with their issues might not do. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, totally. 
Totally. There was a time when we were just so judgmental of women like that. Mm-hmm. And I really love the movement that there is now where people are like apologizing for, I, I think Justin Timberlake apologized for the role yeah. he played in demonizing Definitely. her to the media. A lot of the people who interviewed her and said really bad things to her, they've apologized, stuff like that. I think that's yeah. really great. We should not forget, but we should forgive and we should learn from those mistakes. And I just think a lot of these women in media, they really kind of pave the way for these things to become more cultural norms. Mm-hmm. I love Lady Gaga. I love Beyonce. I love all of these people who are just asking us to claim our power and really live our truth. Oh, Lizzo's probably yeah. number one on Lizzo's, that list, too. Lizzo's the one. Yeah, she is number one. Love you, babe. <clears throat> love you, Lizzo. Yeah. If you ever want to come on our podcast, we would love that. Please come on our podcast. At Lizzo. I think it's. Yeah, it's at Lizzo. Definitely. What else was I going to say? Yeah, there's just like a lot of other things too. Like Megan Fox kind of had a similar thing in the media where Mm -hmm. she was just demonized for being sexy and like the entertainment industry uh, exploited her looks and kind of made her into this like cartoonishly like sexy character that people Mm -hmm. thought was like super slutty and everyone wrote off. Kesha, everyone judged Kesha. All she wanted to do was make fun music. Yeah. And then like somebody raped her. Yeah. I, I haven't heard from her. Have you heard any? Like, is she still putting out music? She put out an album in the past maybe, like, two years, I want to say, that Praying Song was on it. Hmm. Um, It has a lot of religious undertones, so I wasn't super-duper into it, just because that's not my jam. But her voice sounds better than ever. She's healthier than ever. She looks happier. That's good. Really, it's taken a turn in a good direction. I would love for her to release more. So I teach spin class in non-COVID times. Her earlier albums are all over all of my playlists. And I would love to hear some more like up-tempo stuff. But then again, if she's not feeling that vibe, if, if that's not the music that she wants to create, I'll just keep playing the old stuff and I'll I'll definitely give the new stuff a chance yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. Cuts, um, it, down for cuts it. it down at the same time. Yeah. So, but we're living in a like more woke times, at least here in California. Mm-hmm. And I know like in other progressive areas of the United States, I'm, I'm living for that. Okay. So tell me about a badass bitch in your life that is not a celebrity. So I would have to say my grandma. So yeah, kind of a similar situation, kind of to what your mom went through. Mm -hmm. My grandma was a single mom. Her husband died when she had a two-year-old and a one-year-old. My my dad and his sister are Irish twins. Is that a PC thing to say? They were born on the exact same day, exactly one year apart. That's interesting. Okay. So she had a two-year-old and a one-year-old. My grandma was 19. 20. Oh my God. Living in, living in Guatemala. And then her husband died. Um, so uh, after a couple years, and this is in Guatemala during the revolution in the fifties. And, um, yeah, like in the fifties, it was a really violent time of upheaval. So she decided to move to the United States and she moved to San Francisco with two young kids speaking not a word of English, lived in a boarding house with other Guatemalans and she worked as a live-in maid. So she lived with some, you know, rich family during the week and only saw her kids on weekends and they were like, they were pretty young, kind of being taken care of by the other boarding house people. Yeah, the community, but not great times. But she managed to buy multiple properties in San Francisco. Like she eventually started making some boss ass money. She bought multiple properties and was renting them out. She put my dad and my aunt through private school, you know, which costs a lot of money. 
course. And yeah, she's just pretty badass. And then after her kids grew up and moved out, she traveled a whole bunch. She like traveled the world. I was talking to her on the phone recently and I, I was said, Grandma, how many countries have you visited? And she said, mm, only 72. Oh my God. And I was like, I am going to be you someday. <laughs> she's hashtag travel goals. Yeah. I just feel like we have these amazing women in our lives that have shown us, like, all of the hard work that it takes to really make it and to really live live your truth. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a way to get there. Luckily, they've paved the way for us in so many ways. I definitely do not have to struggle that hard. I have my own struggles. I can 100% say that they are nowhere near anything that they went through. Absolutely. I'm really grateful to have both of those examples in our lives. Me too. Me too. So what other badass bitches do we know? I feel like there's always going to be that one teacher who don't make me cry (laughs) I feel like I was so lucky with the teachers who invested in me like I said we didn't grow up you know super rich and I had teachers that would drive me home Mm. after after school programming I have teachers who would I don't know they did so so much for me they always took a special interest I was a bit of a teacher's pet if you could imagine. I can see it. No. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I lived up to potential, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout outs to, let's see, Mrs. Ranahan, Mrs. Sexton, Mrs. Slump, Mrs. Holland. All of you guys were so amazing to me. I just really appreciate the effort that all of the teachers, I have friends who are teachers now and they work so hard. I know Lauren works so hard. I can't imagine putting that much in. I guess it it changes when you're actually dealing with kids and stuff like that, but I just really admire all of the teachers I've had in the past. Teachers are cool. I'm a teacher, but I I honestly feel like if anyone, if you were in that profession, you would do the same things that those teachers did. Maybe this is optimistic. I feel like everyone has the capacity to be that compassionate and loving Mm -hmm. and great. A human being who happens to be a kid that you like connect with or see yourself in or you understand their struggle and you just want to help them. I'm sure that literally every anyone is capable of that. You know what I mean? But, but not all of us choose it. But not all of so us choose it. So you the choice. No, I completely agree with you there. Yeah. So but what other non-relatives, badass bitches, do you know? Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, More bow, teacher shout-outs. Her name is Leslie Gardner, and she's great. Aspire to be like her. She's so, because I teach special education, she's so well-versed in, like, best practices for special education. Like, she cares so deeply about equity, making sure that everyone is able to access their education. Mm -hmm. and that's like I really admire that and plus she's so likable like she was just such a sweet person like everyone really liked her and she had cute style Leslie you rock okay so uh, to sum it all up let's talk about the qualities so I feel like with our families we have hard work I feel like with celebrities we have people who push for cultural change and social norms and people who face adversity and don't back down from it right yeah I like that 
Which is also, yeah, for all of these people, that's what they do. I And then also just, like, compassion. Like, yeah, the teachers. So much compassion, so much love, and using all of that in a professional way to really just improve the lives of so many people. So really, it's like, if I were to boil it all down, it is hard work, it's compassion, it's standing up in the face of adversity, and really just living your truth. That's what makes a badass bitch. Yeah. And I also want to add that sometimes badass bitches cry. Like, you know, you don't, <laughs> like, you don't have to be strong all the right. time. But the fact that you are doing it mm-hmm. and you don't, like, and you're committed to this mm-hmm. path that you're on and you don't stray from it. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. Sticking to it is what makes you a badass. Right. I think having emotions about something is makes you even more of a badass because you are pushing past those things or acknowledging those things and continuing on a hard path. Exactly. And you know, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Like our society, which is so like focused on men and how men operate and they think that they're so logical. Mm -hmm. You can't like show emotion too much. Mm -hmm. If you show emotion, people write you off as automatically being like wrong. Like showing emotion is If you're upset about something, you know, and you show that you're upset, like, people take you less seriously. But I think it's important for us all to make space for our emotions every day. Like, you have to have space for that because everyone goes through a full range of emotions. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I've had a really hard work week and I just really want everyone to normalize crying in the workplace. (laughs) Yes, so, like, if that. we could all get behind that movement, like... <laughs> I would like to reserve my right for, like, crying breaks. So like... I'm not just, like, crying in my classroom and feeling yeah. terrible. Like, yeah. I didn't do that. I'm really cool. I'm I'm super strong all the cool time. What am I doing? I, I don't have to defend myself. I cried. <laughs> I cried. I cried. I cried. That's right. It was me. It was me. I did it. I would do it again. <laughs> So, anyways, make space for your emotions. Make space for your emotions. And with that being said, that's how you are and can be a badass bitch. A badass bitch. A badass bitch. It would have been so cool if we said that at the same time. I can redo it. No, let's let's not. Let's redo it. Okay. And that's how you can be a A badass badass bitch. bitch. (laughs) We didn't even plan that. I love it. At all. Not at all. Anyways. Thank you guys for listening to episode three. And make sure to tell us on Insta what you think makes a badass bitch or who you look up to. Yeah, tell us all about the badass bitches in your life, how to become a badass bitch. We want to hear some feedback on this. Tell us how you're a badass bitch already. Yeah, tell us how you're that bitch, you know? I love it. Lizzo, we need you, babe. (laughs) Contact us. I'm so tweeting at her. (laughs) Instagram us. TikTok, I don't know. TikTok, whichever way. She's on all the socials. (laughs) Whichever way you want to reach out to us, we'll accept. Yeah. So don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Follow us everywhere. Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Like, download, give us ratings. We're really working on all of this, and we're so happy that we've had such a good response and that we have 
people that like to listen to us and have a good time with us. Yeah. We're loving it. And tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog, just tell everyone. Interact with us on social media. Yeah. Go to our bookshop.org slash polite bitches where we are affiliates and look at some of the books we like and buy some books. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are in the travel industry and want to sponsor us, we really would like to go to Tulum this year. No, we're going to Guam. <laughs> Travel Guam. Travel Guam. You know what? We'll take whatever offer reaches out to us first. <laughs> Travel Guam. Okay. Hashtag Travel Guam. We'll, we'll see right. what happens. Give us those downloads, those listens, those ratings. And this has been another episode of Polite Bitches. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.